Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 250 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. I feel like 250 days is a landmark. Congratulations for staying in the word for all these days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us your power and might, as well as your love and compassion in your word. May we learn more of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 4. Jesus leaves Judea to go to Galilee. His fame was rising, and he didn't want to confront the Pharisees yet because it wasn't his time to be crucified. So we read that he traveled to Galilee by way of Samaria. Most people didn't take this route, even though it was much shorter. The Jewish nation detested the Samaritans. During the Babylonian exile, a few of the poorest Jewish people were left to tend the land in Judah. The rest of the people were taken captive. These remaining few people intermarried with other nations who eventually came to reside in their land. And this is how the Samaritans evolved into their own tribe, if you will. They knew and kept some of the Jewish customs, but also took on worshiping the gods of other nations. They were half-breeds, and the Jewish people loathed them. In any event, Jesus went this way because his mission was to serve these people and save them. And this is where he meets the woman at the well, one of my very favorite stories. Jesus' interaction with this woman shows God's love and compassion. She was an outcast of the outcast because even her own people were against her. She avoided them when she went to get water in the middle of the day. All the other women fetched water at the beginning of the day. Obviously, she wanted to avoid them, but Jesus didn't want to avoid her. He came to her when no one else would, and he saved the town because of her, the outcast. Enjoy reading this story one more time. Lastly, one of the verses underlined in my Bible is verse 23, where Jesus says, A time will come, however, indeed it is already here, when the true, genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking just such people as these as his worshipers. May we be those people who praise and worship the Lord, Almighty God. Let's see what Paul is writing to the Galatians in chapter 6. He writes about helping the one who sins by gently teaching and sharing with them. He also warns them to be careful that they don't get tangled up in the sin of someone else while trying to help them be released from it. We are all vulnerable and can be enticed to sin. It's important to know how far we can go to help someone else before we are affected. He also writes about helping lift the burdens from the backs of others. Verse 5 says, For every person will have to bear, be equal to understanding, and calmly receive his own little load for oppressive faults. Yes, we all have our own burdens to bear, so we should not judge anyone for their sins, but help lighten their load if we can. It's likely we can, because someone else's weaknesses are not usually ours. We probably have strength in their area of weakness and can help. May God give us a willing heart to help them. Well, let's see what Isaiah can teach us in chapter 9. He writes about the destruction the Assyrians would do to the northern tribes of Israel, particularly those in Galilee where the Messiah would eventually shine his light. And we read some of the most famous prophetic words about Jesus, which have been turned into more than a song in Handel's Messiah. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We praise God for sending his son to save his people then and save us still today. 
We read about the destruction that is going to happen that will bring destitution to the people. God will turn away from his people as they had turned away from him. Verse 16 says, For they who lead this people cause them to err, and they who are led astray by them are swallowed up, destroyed. Chapter 10 starts out with a woe. Woe to those judges who issue unrighteous decrees and to the magistrates who keep causing unjust and oppressive decisions to be recorded. The needy, fatherless, and widows were their prey to the wealthy to gain even more riches. But God asks them, what will they do with their wealth when he comes? How will it go for them? God sends the Assyrian army after them. However, we read about a woe that is headed for them. Even though God would be using them to rise up against his people, God will rise up against the Assyrians when he is done using them to chastise and purify his own people. Meanwhile, the Assyrians will think they are winning due to their own strength and wisdom. They even look like they are succeeding. But just as it looks like they will take over every land, Isaiah says they will be cut down in a day, burned up, and only the smallest number will survive. In fact, a child can count how many will survive. This is a small number indeed. God determined that after all this, his own people will lean on him once again. Isaiah tells the people to not be afraid of the Assyrians because the plan for their destruction was already in the making. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 69. King David wrote this psalm after his son Adonijah was killed by Solomon. Solomon was the king, but Adonijah wanted the throne and attempted to take it before him. However, David ensured Solomon's place as king. And when Solomon was crowned king, Adonijah was killed. This was extremely painful for David. He had already lost his son Absalom, who tried to overthrow his reign. And now he lost Adonijah when he tried to take over Solomon's throne. In David's grief, he wrote about those who were against him even to that very day. He writes about his faithfulness to God and how it caused persecution against him. He also writes about God's goodness. In verse 13, he writes, But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable and opportune time, O God, in the multitude of your mercy and the abundance of your loving kindness, hear me, and in the truth and faithfulness of your salvation, answer me. He always believes in God's faithfulness. May our hearts know God is faithful to us as well. He will lift us out of whatever trouble we face. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for being the almighty God that you are. Thank you for your word where we learn more about you every day. Help us lean into you as you desire us to. Help us believe in you and give all our burdens to you. May our hearts be yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.